0: to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment, to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding.
1: Yo, yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a beautiful day so far. I am very excited, actually, for all of you to meet my new friend, or friends, shall I say, Mr. Kosha Dills and Flex Matthews. So I was invited to the Feasted Forward Food and Wine Festival, which was coinciding with a massive concert known as Bottle Rock out in Napa Valley. And I was invited out there to interview a bunch of celebrity chefs and musicians. And one of the rappers that I got a chance to interview was Kosha Dills. And Kosha's is incredible. I mean, not only is he an incredibly talented rapper, but I really loved this conversation because we went deep onto the story of how he actually came to be, like how he became the musician that he is, where he pulls his inspiration from, really actually using his artistry to connect different types of people together, how to be uncomfortable or how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And really, I mean, I just loved getting to experience the spiritual side of individuals that are actually out in the world trying to create their best lives. You know, like becoming an artist, going down the path of entrepreneurship, trying to create your your own path is riddled with fear. It's riddled with uncertainty. It's riddled with so much self-doubt, like we don't know if we're going to make it. And there's conversations in our heads. And it's when the inner critic is truly alive, when we're actually doing things that are against the grain. And so I really appreciated this conversation with Kosha and Flex. I mean, we talked about synchronicities, learning to believe in yourself, the power of uh, love and self-love particularly, sticking with the dream and really truly actually feeling in your heart that it's going to happen. And at the very end, we ended with the surprise freestyle. So this was a really fun conversation for me. I enjoyed the hell out of it and I hope all of you enjoy it too. We keep all of Kosha's social media information in the show notes. You can also say hi to Flex Matthews in the show notes as well. But yeah, guys, enjoy this conversation. I had a ton of fun. This was such a fun experience. I just really appreciated being able to have soulful conversations with people that I normally wouldn't have an opportunity to have those conversations with. So enjoy it. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes or any of the podcast apps, Spotify, Podopolo. Uh, Podopolo is actually the podcast app that introduced me to Kosha and brought me out here to experience this magic. So check out the app. It's a really cool podcast streaming app that allows you to do more than you can on Spotify and iTunes. So I've been learning to play with it a lot more recently and it's become my choice of app that I use to listen to podcasts. So highly recommend checking them out. But in any case, I hope you're all having a beautiful day. I hope this conversation finds you well. And without further ado, here is the amazing Mr. Kosha Dills and Flex Matthews. Enjoy.
2: Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? We are live on the Podopolis stage at Feast It Forward. I'm staying here with the amazing Kosha Dills, Flex Matthews, my man. All right. So grateful to be here, fellas. Uh, we're sitting here for a very special segment of the Stay Grounded podcast, and I'm gonna start. You know, I saw you perform two nights ago right, to kick off just the whole weekend, and you you talked about your your story of getting of, of freestyling on the streets, and how you got your big break and like kind of opened up a whole new world of possibility. And you were inspiring people in the crowd to remember that this could be your moment. Can you speak to that moment and what was going on in your life at that time when you got that break?
3: Um, well, the, the story, it's a, one, it's a good question. The story actually started, to me, to get on Bottle Rock is, is I'll tell that because it's unique to this situation. 2019, I was rapping outside the Jam Sellers on the street. Uh, you know, busking, I had like a bunch of records and uh, linked up with the Booker, which was like really the main goal pandemic happened i moved to new york city and um started performing on the streets and the Knicks are a big thing in new york city and um they were winning at the time they ended up not winning for a long time but uh, there was a rainstorm and a big thing that that happened to me in new york city was it's like a only a new york brand so it was rapping and these snowstorms like straight blizzards like and that's sort of if people ask about Koshadills, it's like something he would probably do, you know. Like the world was ending, he'd be rapping or something, you know. And in this situation, there was like a nor'easter, you know. Everyone had umbrellas, winds blowing everywhere. Nick's just won, and I uh, told my girlfriend to film, and I was like, get under this uh, this awning and just start filming and don't stop. And I knew it was going to happen. And I was rapping, hoping it would be DJ Premier, but a Fat Joe walked by,
4: so I started rapping
3: about Fat Joe. And next thing you know, I looked left, and Fat Joe was, like, right in my face, like, ready to grab the mic. And I wasn't even finished, so I was like, let me finish. So that was sort of the beginning moment. (laughs) And then he, like, you know, whipped out a wad of cash and gave me 20 bucks, and he started rapping, and then I knew all the words he was doing. And then I was, like, right when it was happening, I was thinking, like, all the things that led up to that very exact moment. And I was like, this is it. And I didn't know, you know, now I have to start working, Then you have to work your moment into magic. You know, just a moment is just that's it. There's plenty of moments every day, and um, that started a whole slew of things that happened from October to November to December. And I had my first viral song. Then I got a big feature in Variety. Like all these things started happening up to the night that we met, which is two nights ago. And um, I'm getting better at retelling the story because you know it's not news to me, but it's news to a lot of people and it affects people differently than it It did in October. It did one thing, and then the story you tell in November about your October situation, one thing, and then a year later, you know, it'll be different, and then five years later, it'll be different. So during my live show, when everyone's, like, feeling it, I want to tell that story so they, you know, learn about it. And it's true. I got that opportunity, and then I met you, and here, here we are again. So it's really just one of many things, and I think... It doesn't have to be that specific moment, but everyone has that in their life where they have this one thing that leads to the next, that leads to the next, that leads to the next. So. Well, I
2: appreciate um, you just said work in the magic of the moment. What does that mean? Like if you had to bring it back to this moment, right? Like and if you had another moment in front of you, you
3: wanted to make it magical. What would that mean for you? I think, you know, when there's like a, just a certain time, especially for a musician or artist or any, anybody who does art, there's like a one moment where someone's about to believe in you. And usually it's like to the third to the last song during our set, you know? They're like really on the verge of becoming full-fledged fans, right? And uh, right there is like, let me tell this story right now. Don't rush into the next song. Like, just pause for a second, you know? Let's slow down everybody you're here. You're not going anywhere. The night's just starting, and I'm going to let you know something about me, you know. Usually during my show, I go through a couple things. I say, hey, it was party time, but by the way, you know, Lahaim, But I'm, I don't Lachaim with you because I'm sober, you know, almost 18 years, you know. And everyone's like, whoa, oh, you know, that was a curveball, you know. Mm-hmm. But it sets the tone And people are like, whoa. You know, people might start looking you up on the phone. Then the show goes on a little bit longer. And there's another moment that happens. and They tell maybe a joke or two and then there's that moment where the show becomes uplifting and this is where i want people to you know join in join in with us you know get a pickle shirt yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying Kill it. Kill it. you know <laughs> you know <laughs> but join us you know what i mean and because uh, i don't know like it's hard you know i don't have hit songs yet you know so i i, I got one you know my hanukkah song which really really good this year but um yeah, I sometimes even don't even believe in it. So for me, I have to get used to it. It's like I want to have it scripted, honestly, because we've done so many shows that like there's a certain time. Usually before our object freestyle or he beatboxes and I rap, this is when we like really, really grab the crowd. But it's important to leave them with something more than just you know rap and rap, rap, rap. Well, you know, I, one of the things I
2: really appreciated about you and your show is just how energetic you are and just like there's there's a there's a live sort of passionate just fire that's being poured into the moment and like i felt it i feel it it's a part of your your the way that you express were you always like this was this how you started rapping or did you develop that talent and develop that voice and develop that cadence
3: well, i was definitely developed It's a language like being an energetic rapper or especially an improv or a freestyle rapper living in the moment and the big news is that i always wanted to do my songs but then i realized that like no one if no one knows your songs no one always really cares about your song so especially in the hip-hop audience people don't they're not really there all the time to listen they're like oh let's sit and listen to all your rap songs you know, they don't care. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why I have this album called, Nobody Cares Except You. Because you know nobody does care until you do. You, know you see how I pause? It's like, nobody cares until you do. So now you're here, you're like invested more. Like you heard the one clip, and then you spend some time with this person. And then you're, okay, you get it. Some people you see and are like, mohawk, denim jacket. Okay, Metallica, you're like, this is it. You know, it's, it, it looks like what it is, you know? Me, I'm like a slow burn. <laughs> so it's like, I might not, you might not like me on the first song, two songs, three songs, but the cards I was dealt, this is how, you know, this is how it is. So for improv, we had to figure out, sometimes we'd only get, we get two minutes with Modest Yahoo in front of like a thousand people. So you gotta kick a freestyle And you get eight bars, and I get eight bars, you got to wow the crowd. Oh, what is that? that was awesome. And then you have to find these people, and hopefully they, you know, follow you, et cetera. So we had to learn how to create a show that grabs people. And they're like, who's the opener for a ration? Or the opener? I was the first of three. So it's really like we're just getting there. You're just getting your first drinks. You didn't know that you were going to have to. So, and it's, every day we're, like, learning about it, too, I think, right? What was the
4: we had this slogan when we were with modders, we'd be like yo just give us 30 seconds that's Mm -hmm. all we need just give us 30 seconds you know we'll make our mark just give me 30 seconds you know what I'm saying and um, we never thought that I I used used to get kicked out of school for freestyle and I never thought that it would be something viable to my career or life. I used to get kicked out of class for beatboxing and beating on tables like now here I am you know what I'm saying so it's like Everything has a purpose, you know, just because the people in front of you don't recognize that purpose of the thing that you're doing doesn't mean it doesn't have a purpose. It has a purpose. Um, it's on you to find out what that purpose is, but it has a purpose. Yeah, and
2: that's one of the most beautiful parts of everything I'm experiencing right now. There's this trust in the unknown. You step on this stage. You don't know what's coming. You have this opportunity, these 30 seconds to make your mark, and here you are. true stepping in full presence turning moments into magic
4: yeah well, that's what freestyling is being comfortable with being uncomfortable you know improv is being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable like if you make a mistake so what you got to keep going like you don't stop and that's just life in general i tell my students like oh you know i up. okay well what we learn from that you know you just got to keep going you know like but that's what improv is
2: I got a question for you both. What is your relationship with fear, and how has that relationship changed as you've stepped into the roles that you have as artists?
3: I'll definitely speak up. Uh, what? Like, I come from the recovery because I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been clean and sober a long time. So there's a saying in twelve step life. It's like face everything and recover, or f everything and run. Which is, okay. you know, it. I mean, it's true. You know, it's like. Um, facing the music. Yesterday, we went outside. I mean, I knew our first show during the festival was at 12. So we like went outside and I started screaming online. Like, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm playing at 12 o'clock. I'm inviting you on to the show. And then like the television station was filming some girls like, are you excited about, you know, COVID being, you know, and you're coming back to the festival. I was like, yo, I'm playing at 12 in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then these camera people, we're, like, running down the empty field showing the show. There's no one there. And, like, it's just starting, you know? And uh, that was, like, a whole improv situation. And that felt really... It feels, like, embarrassing sometimes. Like, I'm still doing this. You know what I mean? But the reality is, if you work... If you have fear, you have to have acceptance, right? This is also a really huge mm-hmm. concept. Like, this is your cards, your dealt. Like, whatever, you know. You have to play them. And that's it. I mean, we're playing 12. We're not playing at 3. You know what I mean? So we don't have time. And the doors didn't open. But we... This is, like... The gig you accepted. So, you know, and it's like a big thing. A lot of people, you never want to be the person that accepts your situation and complains when you get there. You know what I'm saying? Cause you like accepted it before. Yeah. So I just did what I had to do and like you really, it really cracked off. And, but I get very nervous, have a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. But you do the show, and everyone's like, it'll be fine, you know? And there's other people to read. When you get to this next level, even the sound guys are like, yo, it's going to be fine. and you're cool. And I'm like, yo, push it, push it. But I freak out before every show, and I run around the whole thing and change like three times. And he knows, you know, we've been doing shows for over 10 years. So fear really sucks, but, I mean, it's just a part of, like, being a performer because it's a, although I'm not going to say a religious, it's a very faith-based career. I mean, you're like, I'm going to go do the show the math it says we're going to lose $1,500 or tw- something and something happens when you're there and somebody comes in hey man I'm going to book you for this private wedding or something you're like I don't know and then you meet some guy and this guy's here and he knows a man you know and that's like kind of your as an indie artist you're like or a DIY artist you know or someone that's not like you know represented with a whole team you know you're just figuring out you know you're going to show up and it, it'll all work out because time and time again you know this is what has been the situation for me Consistently. I mean, that's not what people like Metallica or 21 Pilots deal with, but just a lot of artists are like this, you know, and, and I could choose to exit anytime I want to, but I feel like when you're just on the verge, you have to just go through fear because it's kind of like too late to turn back. What's,
2: what's dope I just love that you said the word consistently, which means this is happening again and again and again. You get afraid, mm-hmm. you get an opportunity, you don't know what's happening, and then life provides. You go in, you play, you jump on stage, you don't know what's happening, you're freaking out, life provides. And there's this constant giving and trust and dance with the universe, with God, with whatever you believe in to give you exactly what you need in every single moment. Were there moments that you didn't think you would get what you needed?
3: Yeah, five minutes before the show. You're like, this is the worst experience. I just want to let everyone know this is going to be the worst experience of our lives. Right here. And you thought it was going to be best, but actually, it is going to be the worst. And and you're like, two minutes to showtime, and you're like, I told you, now we're just getting closer to our desk. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. But that same feeling was like when somebody goes to, like, rehab or something, and you're like, no, I can't believe, you know, because when I, I remember getting sober and stuff like that, or... I was like, man, I'll either get arrested or like something happens and, you know, I end up getting arrested a lot. And you're like, oh, no, it's happening. And then you're like, oof, now it's time to plan the comeback story. And then oof. And now as you navigate, my entire life flashes before me in the 30 minute set. <laughs> you know, you, when you're at the close to the end, you have five minutes left. That's when you break out the free stuff because that's like our specialty, and you're like, okay, this is it. This is like where we knock it out the park, grand slam, and we come back from a three-zero deficit in the playoffs, and we win victoriously and own everyone. You're like, yes, you know, we've done it again. Did you?
4: Did
3: you <laughs> Seriously? a you
2: know, Question: Did you guys always believe in yourselves the way that you do now?
4: Uh oh. Well. T- I don't know if I necessarily started out believing in myself. It was, you know, as you're when you're a kid, you don't know, like you just I'm gonna do this because it's fun, and whether you can believe in yourself or anything like that, like youth, young people, kids, children, they're just like, they're like I want to do this, and I don't know how, but I'm gonna do it. And um, as you get older, I tell my students. When they make music, like, yo, you're going to have to find out why you do this. I was like, outside of your dreams and aspirations, one day you're going to have to truly get down to the bare bones of why you do what you do. And I had to answer that myself, you know what I'm saying? All artists have to answer that themselves, like, why do you do what you do? Because you're going to face it one day. One day music's not going to be coming out how you want it to come out. You know, lyrics will be there, songs will be there, but you don't think they're good. So you're going to like, yo, have I wasted my time, mm-hmm. you know, or am I on the right path? I'm on the right journey. And eventually you'll find that answer. Like, but for me, I, like, I was like, I oh, don't know, maybe like 30. And I was like, yo, then I waste my time, you know? And then I walk into my class and students yell, yo, Mr. Flex, yo, I wrote this song. I'm like, yo, let me hear it. And it's dope. And I was like, yo, you was listening the whole time, you little idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You make me think that I'm wasting my time and you're applying the stuff that I told you. Like to me, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a part of my own things like that, I make music for my own like enjoyment and heart. Like I'm trying to help my students get to the next level. You know, whether they become rappers or not, just trying to show them like, hey, things aren't as bad as they seem and music can help you get to another place.
2: Did you always believe in yourself the way that you do now?
4: No,
3: it's interesting. We had this discussion. So after I got booked for a bottle rock, I was like, "Yo, I want to get like the gang back together." It was me, Flex, and we did Warp Tour. Our boy John, who couldn't make it here, but um, so we brought a tremor player and, and the DJ. Um, and when we did Warp Tour, it was like really big because there's not that many rap acts on this rock tour. It was like five, you know what I mean? And we were like. There was, like, Kosher Dills, Mahat G. G You know what I mean? It was, like, there was very unique. Machine Gun Kelly is very... Yeah, MC Lars. It just... But, so it's very, like, whoa, these spots. So once you're there, it's, like, the next level. Now we're here. And then, recently, I got a call to be... uh, To audition for this show called MTV's Wildin' Out. We're in Canada. And um, then I got the call. I made this song, which... We performed the versa, but I think the, which I don't really know somebody but it, it, it actually so it's called I swear I'm about to pop, and and uh, it it, I swear it really. I um, <laughs> mean my girl's jam man, that's, that's, that's it. Okay, really. so so um, did we play? Anyways, we the point being is so I went to South by Southwest, and then I'm like okay we're going. I go into Atlanta, and I made like the final auditions of like all the submissions, so it's like 20 of those. And I'm calling Flex, you know, just because it's it's like a rapping game show. And it can't, you battle everybody and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, it's a cold room. It's like a conference room. I haven't been in a conference room in ages. It's like tons of video cameras on you. And I was tripping. Like every night I'll call him. I'm like, yo, yo, like all night. I'm I got to battle this guy, I got to battle this guy. And these are like the best people that battle in the world. And I'm not even essentially a battle rapper. I started out like that. And I did not believe in myself. He's like, nah, bro, you got this. You're there for a reason. You're there for a reason. You're there for a reason. And of him, my boy, Blake Banks, Shadow Blake, and my girl. And I was like, really tripping. And I ended up making a show and I finished the whole season. And uh, even during the season. And once you get there, you're like, wow. And the season comes out June 21st, by the way. Uh, season 18, so I'm on this season. Amazing. And uh, it went from rapping on the street to now I'm like, okay, we're finishing the season a season in and Out. And now it's like imagine getting everything you want on like set when you're like working and you're like and they're giving you so much that it feels awkward you're like you want to give me a ride like to the corner like they're like no get in the golf cart and like we driving you from everything literally like tucking you in bed from the airport too you're like it's awkward yeah. you know what I mean, because i'm so used to hauling my own shit and everything and everywhere and he i mean you said it you're like no, bro you you're built for this. You, We've worked over 10 years to get to this one moment. That's we came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So you take it because you deserve it. And the thing is, success makes people uncomfortable, right? Because people, I'm, I'm such a self sabotage person. Even when I was a child, I was always taking second place and third place in wrestling tournaments. And I just had a conversation with my boy Kyle Raps. And he's like, hey, you love to ruin the best things in your life. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get up here, you get up here, you get in this relationship. And then you're, you throw that curl ball. And then you realize when you get older, you're like, it's hard to break old patterns in your life. And you say, damn, bro, like you're the one who's stopping yourself. It's nobody else really, you know what I mean? So that's something that I still struggle with. And I'll get surprised. Everyone's like, no, you got all these dreams by yourself without anyone's help. Or you sold all this stuff without your... Because I'm so self-sufficient, it's hard for me to let other people in to help the ship.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to argue I'm going to argue that you got a lot of angels around you,
4: both of you, oh.
2: a lot of angels, a lot of people cheering you on that you can't
3: see just because you can't see them doesn't mean they ain't cheering you on. Right. Because of the, the people that are the loudest seem to not be cheering you on. Yeah. And then, you know, and I always say this, I said, man, you always want to be accepted by the, uh, the people that don't accept like don't accept you you're always trying to like prove yourself to these specific people in the industry or in your life or to your old brother or something like that you know yeah. where, like like my older brother doesn't like share all my music one of my brother does you know and then I think like I don't share none of this shit either you know what I mean, you know what I mean? like I'm but like, I'm like how dare you like you know, I mean? you know uh, and I think that will like define my entire career because you're always trying to prove yourself to other people right yeah. for real you're like why do, 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 do this and then there's all these people here cheering you on you're like yeah but Raj doesn't count. Like, he already likes me. Well, you, wanna, wanna, him, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? I want to just bring it
2: back to, like, just this general reminder. One of the things I'm just taking away from this conversation is just, at the end of the day, you can't get everyone to love you, but at the end of the day, you can love yourself. You can believe in yourself, and you got the people that are going to cheer you on. you got angels that are
3: going to cheer you on, and you're just going to keep creating until you get where you're supposed to be. I wanted to make this uh, T-shirt. I was like, don't tell me till then. Everyone's was like, wow, Koshi, you're so dope. And I'm like, don't, I know I'm dope. Don't tell me, tell them. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know I'm it's about to pop. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you a quick story. When I was, I got the call. I was in Florida. Did a show in Boca. I was on the way to the studio. And they're like, yeah, we're going to you know, interview for the, for the Wild and Out thing. And, and there was like 20 of us on a Zoom call. And I was like, wow. I, I wrote this song called The I'm about to pop. And I was like, uh, I'm older. I'm 40 now. And then I said, you know, I had this line that was like uh, Seinfeld and Larry David, 43. Samuel L. Jackson was 46. Morgan Freeman was 49. I swear I'm in my prime. And you might as well keep going because not most people check out. And if you keep hanging around long enough, some fat Joe told me. If you hang around long enough, something's about to happen. Something's bound to happen. You never know. Hey, you never know. Like here I am with you, someone's gonna hear it. It might not be you, you might not be my number one, but someone who's listening to this right now is digging deep in their souls and their shoulders and cartilage and other body parts I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it's going to hit them and they're like, you know what? Fuck that. You know, like, um, yeah. And it's going to make them go out and do it. And that's changed me. You know what I'm saying? I, I listen to things and there's different media. I've been doing this so long. There's different mediums from books to MySpace to podcasts, to to Clubhouse to things and the point is, keep doing amazing things. You know, I've done everything. I've done uh, rap shows. I created ball festival. I've created. I had a Billboard charting album, and then I started rapping on subways. And I'm like, don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> but the, you know what I'm saying? Don't you know who I think I am? How do you? Dare, how dare you do not acknowledge me in my greatness? But it's not about that. It's about you acknowledging your greatness. Five, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So when no one cheers. You know what I'm saying? We're cheering for ourselves because we know one. it. One last question for you in the midst of what you just said. How do you stay grounded? How do I stay grounded? Uh, breathe through the nose,
4: natural sedative, just
3: like my therapist Teresa yeah. says.
4: <sighs> Talk to real people, you know, just like my students, my friends, my family, my mother, my brothers. Like, like, regardless, whatever I do is on a major they My name is Flex, but my mama still gonna come and pump You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, whatever. Like I could show up for home and be like, yeah, I'm washing some clothes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but she'll still show up with a pack of new socks. Yo, mom, good. I got that. Well, you You can use some more. <laughs> on,
2: talk,
4: today, me,
2: look
4: at talk, yeah. Talk, man. She me These damn lemon socks.
2: Yeah,
3: like, talk to people that you have their phone number and you used to talk on the landline. You know what I'm saying? It's not about tagging you on Instagram and everything. There are, you need those people in your life to, to get through all this other stuff. Well, yeah. fellas, this has been a pleasure. Thank you both for being here, and it's been an honor. Okay. Can we get a freestyle?
2: <laughs> hey, yeah, Let's. Uh, you want to do a beatbox?
3: Okay.
0: what's
3: the, um, what's the podcast I want to put. Sega. But Padafolo. Padafolo, okay. There you go. All right? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Cold outside with a hotter flow. I'm trying to network my homies in Podopolo. I gotta stop, drop, and roll when it's fight. If I had a job, i get high. Everything I spit is fire. Rap carry like the back tattoos. The Nick Cannon with Mariah. Deals like Elijah. The cup on the microphone, kick it with the mouth dry. I got a new slogan. We outside till we inside. Knocking on the doors, hard, get a rock. From the synagogue to the church, hanging with Mirage. Deals on the microphone, kick it like it's Bob. Deals on the kick it, yeah. Uh, um. Wow, all Right, it's on the nice, I be thinking it able Keep your head spinning right here on the picnic table I love the rock raps, knowing pop and last hard to hard on the podcast Dills on the microphone and get it to the chance Make sure you're out of order and you water all the plans Represent, respect to microphone check you I see you on the first of the month when rent's due Hey, Dills, kosher Dills Season 18, Wild and Out. Check me out, road June 21st, MTV VH1. Flex Matthews with one T, my boy DC's finest. Yes, sir. On the internet, Kosha Dills, Flex Matthews, one T. And, uh, man, thanks for letting us elevate while we stay grounded. This
0: is Raj stay grounded. Thanks, y'all.